And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. This is another edition of where we come together again to talk about our health, your health, my health, because the only people in the world that are responsible for our health is you and I. No one else. And no one else can change our health but you and I. And we do all that by choices. And that's why we're here, same time, same stations, on the weekend, to bring you more information on health and nutrition. Everything we do in life, everything, is based on choices. Sometimes we make bad choices, and then we have to pay the consequences. And many times we make good choices, and then we have rewards of those good choices. And our health and all of our diseases and of all of our ill health is all based on our choices. Know that's something that we don't really think about? We don't know where our health comes from. And why do we go to doctors for prescription after prescription? It doesn't make us healthy. Doctors don't make us healthy. And any good doctor will tell you they know nothing about health. They always say your diet has nothing to do with it. And actually your diet, which is a combination of all the foods that you consume, food is your best medicine. And we're here every weekend just to help you understand the responsibility that we have. It's not the doctor's responsibility to take care of us. They give us drugs to, so that we survive, but in a bad condition. And most drugs have side effects, which even makes it more scary and more risky. Drugs are not healthy. And they do not provide health. Drug companies don't care at all because they need sick people to build their company. Just think about that. Drug companies build their company and the amount of sales based on your sickness. So they're not going to tell you how to be healthy because that will destroy their growth in sales and profit. They love sick people. So we have to take over our own responsibility. We are our best doctor. Now, I'm not saying don't talk to your doctor because your doctor does have good information due to the fact that you may have certain diseases, but they're really truly only metabolic disorders of your body. And drugs may help temporarily, but all drugs have side effects, some more serious than others, some may be, may be mild, and even death is considered a side effect of a drug. So we have to be careful 
And do we really want to take drugs? That's what you should decide with your doctor. After your doctor gives you a diagnosis of your condition and what they might provide in terms of a drug, and please ask questions as to what your doctor is going to do for you or intends to do, intends to do for you. So we come here with good information to help you have better health, better vitality, and to live a longer, healthier life, not a longer life. If you're, if you're so bad off, you don't want a longer life in most cases. People say all the time, with all these conditions, I don't care if I live another 10 years. Don't talk to me about living longer. The way I feel, I don't want to live longer. But if you have great quality of health, a great life, then you certainly do want to live longer. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your grandkids. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy traveling, going on tours, doing things, having great hobbies. Life can be a grand joy or a pain in the butt. And it all depends on our choices. So today we're going to talk about a number of topics and the featured topic of today is neuropathy. You have pains in your feet, your calves. Are your feet numb, burn? Do you have tingling in your hands and feet? That's what neuropathy is. And you can get rid of neuropathy very easily with natural products, not drugs. I just saw the other night on TV, a drug for neuropathy. Because if you're not looking, and if you're not asking questions, they'll come up with every kind of drug you can imagine, because that's how they grow their company. And our sickness. We'll talk about neuropathy. And then we'll talk about why am I so tired all the time? Is that the way you feel? Why am I so tired? And then we'll talk about missing out on certain nutrients that affects the risk of dementia and how it affects your vision. Get a better re immune response. And now that we are seeing COVID coming back, raising its ugly head, and a number of people have been testing positive for COVID, how can we get a better response and fight infection? And we can do it easily with an herbal extract with two minerals to make a big difference in how our immune system protects our health and our body and fights off infection. They always tell us to eat in the morning. Eat better in the morning and not so much at night. We'll discover why.
And now we are seeing breast cancer rates increasing dramatically in young women. You all know what omega-3 fatty acids are and DHA. Now we have learning that it prevents the loss of hearing. And there are healthy habits that can cut your risk of dementia and depression. So let's get right on to our topic and start talking about neuropathy. So, like, do you have burning feet? Do you have weakness, numbness, tingling, and pain? Often described as burning feet are signs of nerve damage called peripheral neuropathy. Peripheral neuropathy is often associated with diabetes, where your sugar is out of control, your blood sugar. 60 to 70% of people with diabetes have some sort of nerve damage. Complications of diabetic neuropathy. You know, people that have neuropathy have five times increased risk of falling. And falling in the elderly is one of the major risks of dying, of death. And almost 90% of diabetic foot ulcers are associated with diabetic neuropathy. I have heard from so many people that have asked questions about why they have burning feet, which is one of the major signs of the nerve damage. And it's called peripheral neuropathy. High blood sugar is one of the major causes of damaged nerves. Now, there's a choice. We don't have to have high blood sugar. It's a choice. When the doctor diagnoses you with high blood sugar and then describes you as a diabetic, That is terribly wrong. You're not a diabetic. Type 1, yes. That person would be a diabetic. Diabetes type 2 is not a disease. It is a metabolic dysfunction based on the level of amount, the level rather, I should say, of the amount of sugar consumed by the individual. When the doctor says, oh, your blood sugar level is very high. Well, when you fill a pail with water, and when you get to the top, you keep pouring water in the pail, 
you're going to have a mess. You're going to have water running all over. And depending where you're filling the pail, well, not so bad if you do it in your garage or your basement, but if, what if you do it in your living room? It's a mess. Why would you continue to fill the pail with water when you have too much water in the pail? We have consumed the level of sugar today compared to the early 1900s, which was then about four to six pounds of sugar per year per individual. Now today, it's been estimated to be between 150 pounds to 250 pounds of sugar per year per individual. Every man, woman, not so much children because of the body size, but it's based on a national average. And since I don't eat any sugar, and I know many of you people listening don't eat the sugar, so someone else is eating our sugar, so to speak, because it's based on a national average. So they could be as high as 300 pounds of sugar. That's almost a pound a day of sugar. Impossible? No. Absolutely not. Sugar is hidden in so many different foods. If you consume the American diet, you are consuming a ton of sugar. Not literally, but you know what I mean when I say a ton of sugar. A lot, a lot, a lot of sugar. Well, you can't stop that sugar from getting into the bloodstream. So when the doctor diagnoses you as a diabetic because you have a high blood sugar level, well, stop filling the pail. Stop putting sugar in your diet. Stop putting sugar in your body. And your blood sugar level will come down. It's not a disease. It's a condition. And you have full control of the condition. You don't have to eat sugar. And all the carbohydrates that we consume, Americans consume, pasta, bread, cereals, grains, cookies, cakes, pies, pretzels, whatever it might be in flour of grains, starches, potatoes, carrots, are all forms of sugar. They're carbohydrates that only can be consumed and metabolized in the body, and converted to sugar. So we are eating a lot of sugar, which then, therefore, enters the bloodstream, and the doctor says, oh, you have a high blood sugar level, you're diabetic. No, you're not diabetic. And by keeping your blood sugar levels down, down can prevent nerve damage, and therefore neuropathy. But now, once the damage has occurred, it is very difficult to reverse. Prevention. Stop eating sugar. Sugar has no value whatsoever and has a multiple conditions of damage to the body. And therefore, the earlier you take action, the better the results will be. You'll feel so much better. 
So how do you ease and reduce painful nerves? Well, there are three areas which need to be addressed. First of all, circulation. Proper blood flow, circulation, carries nutrients and oxygen to the nerves. Inflammation plays a significant role in the development and progression of nerve damage. Repair of the nerves and the nerve sheath, myelin, that's the covering. You know, your nerves are electrical wires. It's like the electrical wire you have in your home. But it's, the electrical wire is coated. When you have a cord from your lamp to the outlet in the wall, there's a rubber coating or some kind of coating on that cord. Otherwise, if it were bare, you'd have a short, short, short out. Or you could be painfully shocked if you touch that open wire. So there's a covering called the myelin, M-Y-E-L-I-N, that coats the nervous system. And we can repair the nerves and the nerve covering or the sheath. So how do we promote nerve repair? and reduce pain damage, and give pain relief. Well, here's the combination that I have researched and has given tremendous benefits based on the research in the studies that were held on lowering blood sugar and type 2 diabetes. You want to use a combination of bioactive B vitamins. And when I say bioactive, all B vitamins are not bioactive. All B vitamins, once consumed, have to go through the liver to be converted into the bioactive form. But now... Scientists have learned how to convert the B vitamins and make them bioactive, and we can consume them as a supplement. There's three very powerful bioactive B vitamins. Vitamin B6, but now the bioactive form is P5P. Folic acid which is now folate, and it's a methylated form of folate, and B12. It was once known as cyanocobalamin and is now known as methylcobalamin. These are very powerful bioactive B vitamins, B6, B12, and folate. And then with a combination of zinc and chromium and alpha-lipoic acid, Now, the bioactive B vitamins, they do not have to go through the liver for conversion. So there's no liver conversion required. And they increase 
nitric oxide, which expands blood vessels and improves blood flow, blood circulation. And the bioactive vitamin Bs reduce nerve pain and allow nerve healing to occur. So what to look for? These are the three B vitamins that are very active biologically. Methylcobalamin, that's vitamin B12. Converted vitamin B12. It's the most effective form of vitamin B12. Orally consumed. You can also get a B12 shot, which is more directly into the bloodstream. And it is very effective in treating nerve pain. And essential for nerve repair and regeneration. And shown in clinical trials to ease nerve pain, tingling, burning, burning sensation associated with neuropathy. And then P5P, which reduces nerve pain, shown to prevent progression of nerve damage associated with diabetes. And then the third one, the third B vitamin, which was once called folic acid, which is a synthetic form, but the L-methylfolate reduces homeocysteine because homeocysteine interferes with nitric oxide activity and reduces blood flow, reduces blood flow and interferes with cardiovascular health. Now this specific combination, three vitamins, three B vitamins, this combination has been shown in clinical trials to reduce nerve pain by 90%. 90%. There's not a drug on the market that can match that kind of, of reduction of nerve pain. 90%. Now, this is nerve pain. We're not talking joints. We're not talking about headaches. We're talking about nerve pain. And these three B vitamins that are converted, they're the bioactive vitamin Bs, biologically active. And they have been shown in clinical trials. And clinical trials are always done on humans. And it reduces nerve pain by almost 90%. So if you're shuffling and sometimes dragging your, your feet because you can't feel them because they are burning and numb, or you have tingling of your toes and fingers, or at night your limbs go to sleep, your hands go to sleep. Now, you can, you can combine these three B vitamins with other B vitamins for the best results, like thiamine, vitamin B1, riboflavin, vitamin B2, biotin, niacin, and pantothenic acid, vitamin B5. This will be extremely valuable for improving 
what we know as peripheral neuropathy. Also, I would include zinc and chromium. Diabetes is frequently associated with low zinc and low levels of chromium. Zinc supplements have been shown to improve blood sugar control. And chromium is very effective at reducing blood sugar levels by increasing the effectiveness of insulin, increasing the transport of sugar into the cells, burning off the sugar, and additionally, chromium reduces inflammation associated with diabetes. An alpha-lipoic acid is a very powerful antioxidant that works both fat and water-soluble, so it affects all cellular level, and shown to lower blood sugar levels in people with diabetes. It is regularly used in Germany by doctors to treat diabetic neuropathy and diabetes. It has been shown in clinical trials to reduce symptoms of neuropathy and slow its progression. To reduce the symptoms of neuropathy, I would suggest 600 milligrams daily of alpha-lipoic acid with the other additional vitamins and minerals that I already mentioned. You could find a formulation including all these nutrients would be ideal to get your blood sugar level under control, your neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy reduction dramatically, and you'll feel so much better. And Remember, take sugar out of the diet. You don't need sugar. There's no essential carbohydrates. There's no essential sugars. There's essential proteins, essential amino acids, and essential fatty acids. We need proteins and fats. We don't need carbohydrates. And the American diet is generally about 90% carbohydrates. Sweets, breads, grains, cereals, pasta, you name it. And that's why we have a epidemic of diabetes. 30 to 40 million adults and 100 million pre-diabetics. If we don't get it under control, we'll have half of the nation as diabetics. You wonder why the drug companies all laugh on the way to the bank? Well, my friends, I've got to pause. We have to pause for a few commercials and the station to identify itself, and I'll be right back. Don't go, don't go anywhere. We have so much more to share with you in the next portion of the program. Stay with us. This is Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. I suggest we, you know, we are only here together for an hour, and the time flies back, fly, fly, flies by so fast that I'd like to leave you with a little bit more information that you can study more, read more, listen more. So go to my website, Terry Talks Nutrition. There you can read all of our newsletters. And by the way, you can subscribe to my newsletter 
that goes out every Friday to your email address. And currently we have two hundred and over 260,000 subscribers, followers of Terry Talks Nutrition. TerryTalksNutrition.com. You can go to the radio show section, listen live if you choose, anywhere around the world. All you need is your computer, changing the times where you are to be on the same time we are here in the Central Standard Time of the USA. Or you can go and you can go to the search section of the e-newsletters or the radio show section, and you can read and listen until the cows come home. A lot to listen to, a lot to read, and that's where you gain your knowledge and your education. You read a couple of newsletters, and you listen to a radio show, and you have more knowledge. Hey, this is the absolute truth. You will have more knowledge, a better education of what health is, compared to your doctor. And I'm not criticizing physicians because all the medical schools are subsidized by the drug companies and they teach drugs, drugs, drugs. But you don't need drugs. You need healthy nutrition. Food is your best medicine. Now, if you don't know what's wrong with you, Talk to your doctor. Find out what the diagnosis is. And then have a conversation with your doctor as to what the drug is that they would prescribe and what can I do nutritionally. There's a lot you can do with nutrition. So in this portion of the program, we're here till the top of the hour. We're going to talk about Why are you so tired all the time? Here's a survey result. 42% of Americans say they are out of energy and are fatigued by noon. The rest of the day, they experience tremendous fatigue, and tiredness, exhaustion. And 80% of all Americans, I would say adult Americans, will try to fix the problem with coffee, caffeine, the monster drinks. So what is zapping your energy? What is zapping your energy And why do you feel so tired? Remember when I said choices? There are lifestyle choices that drain your energy. Now, this may sound crazy, but this is true. The number one cause of a lack of energy is sugar. Oh, I remember when my kids were in grade school. The teacher, which I did have a conversation with after, told the kids that if they run out of energy, they should eat sugar. That's telling grade school kids 
that sugar is good for them. Why is sugar so bad? Well, researchers collected data from 31 studies of over 1,300 adults looking at their energy levels after sugar consumption. They actually found that sugar consumption made people more tired and less alert with fatigue increasing an hour after eating something sugary. They need a nap. Sugar puts them to sleep. Sugar makes them more tired. And then sugar spikes in your bloodstream. Within an hour or two, it crashes. Because now you have low blood sugar, so you eat again. That type of eating is called binge eating. And then a lack of sleep. And the quality of sleep. Getting deep, restful sleep is as important as the number of hours spent sleeping. You should spend about 16 to 20% of your sleep hours in a deep sleep. Now here are a couple of suggestions to stop the energy drain and what you can do to increase your energy levels. Don't depend on caffeine. Actually, caffeine consumption during the day can reduce melatonin excretion at night. One study in healthy volunteers found that afternoon slash evening, a combination of the two, afternoon and evening intake of caffeine, reduced melatonin excretion by over 50%. So the best thing to do is try oral melatonin by tablet form. Tubal or sustained release. 5 to 10 milligrams at sundown. Why sundown? Because caveman had no way to turn on lights. So when it got dark, that's when melatonin is excreted about sundown. So we lose about 50% of our melatonin by consuming caffeine during the by consuming caffeine during the day. You can use tubal tablets of melatonin, about five milligrams. I'd like a 10 milligram sustained release because, you know, everything has a shelf life, a half, I should say, half life. The half life is excreting 50% of what you consumed in a period of time. Like St. John's wort that many people use for depression or anxiety or very low moods. And St. John's wort has a 24-hour half-life. That means 50% of what you consumed at breakfast 
is still in the body 24 hours later. You used up only 50%. Melatonin has a half-life of 35 to 45 minutes. So when you take a tablet of melatonin, within a half hour, 50% of it is, is excreted, and you have a reduction of melatonin. So try oral melatonin, a sustained release, 10 milligrams. That'll stay in your body five to seven hours. And then cut out sugar. In a comparison study of a sugary snack versus a time of of walking, taking a walk rather than snacking, people taking walks reported increased energy and a reduction of stress after their walk with the beneficial effects lasting several hours. You know, when you work out with weights for 35, 40 hour maybe, but the effects of that workout will stay with you for several hours. You are still getting benefits from that previous hour of workout. The same with walking. If you walk for 30 minutes, it isn't just that 30 minutes that you benefit from. It's the several hours after the walk that you continue to get benefits from the walk. So when you walk, you reduce stress. You increase your energy levels. Don't walk until you're tired. Walk until you feel great. Stop it there. When you feel excited and you want to go more, restrain yourself. Don't go more until you get to the point of exhaustion and tired. You're working out to feel great, not working out to feel bad. Don't run marathons. Those are sports. They're not health building. So when you eat a sugary snack, actually you increase the initial loss of energy. And within an hour after a sugary snack, they felt extreme fatigue and felt tired again. Now, there are nutrients that we can depend on, and if we miss any of these nutrients, it increases the risk of vision problems as well as Alzheimer's disease. So you would think there's a link, if this is the case, between vision problems and Alzheimer's disease. Researchers compiled the results of 16 studies, including over 76,000 participants looking for any history of vision problems and dementia. From the results of this 16-study profile with 76,000 subjects, they found that the risk of dementia was 137% higher 
in people who had vision problems versus people that did not have vision problems. Why? Well, the answer might be in carotenoids, carotenes, like beta-carotene, lutein, zeaxanthine. These are carotenoids. They're found in plants like marigold. A 2021 study of over 600 older adults found that increased carotenoid intake was associated with a 48% reduction in the risk of Alzheimer's disease. Now, you can go to your health food store and you can get a combination of these carotenoids. Specifically, Lutein, L-U-T-E-I-N, and zeaxanthine, Z-E-A-X-A-N-T-H-I-N. These are very effective, efficient carotenoids for brain and eye health. And based on two clinical studies, they have found that increased intake of lutein, zeaxanthine, improve mental function memory, learning, vision, and skin health. So these two carotenoids, lutein and zeaxanthine, are also important for vision. High intake of these nutrients can reduce the risk of age-related eye diseases by 43%. See what food has an effect? It pays. There's dividends. It's like putting money in the bank and getting a high rate of interest. When you put the right food in your body, the right nutrients in your body, you're going to have rewards, not consequences. You're going to have really good, healthy rewards. Drugs don't do this. There's a place for drugs. I'll never deny that but they don't make us healthy. Now, there are some additional benefit ingredients for vision, particularly for vision. OPCs from grapeseed extract, from the primary, primarily French grapeseed extract, prevent or slow the progression of macular degeneration and help prevent the formation of cataracts and improves the strength of capillaries, feeding the retina to prevent retina, retinopathy. Vitamin A. A deficiency of vitamin A causes night blindness. And deficiency may be associated with bariatric surgery or other problematic intestinal issues causing poor vitamin A absorption. Zinc boosts the effects of vitamin A on vision. In a clinical study of gestational night blindness, women treated with a combination of zinc and vitamin A were four times more likely to have their night vision restored than the placebo group 
which was just zinc alone, did not restore vision. It was only beneficial when combined with vitamin A. If you have difficulty seeing in low light areas, maybe when you walk into a theater or you're trying to read the menu in a very low light restaurant, very dimly lit, or when you're driving at night, here's where you are really having a great effect of the carotenoids. So the ideal way is to combine 20 milligrams of lutein, 1,000 micrograms of zeaxanthine, with the OPCs from grapeseed, vitamin A, and zinc. And now you are reducing the risk of losing your eyesight and your memory and improve skin health. There's so many benefits from these natural carotenoids. Now, more and more people are testing positive again for COVID. I see reports of that in many different news reports. So now is the time to get a better immune response and prepare yourself ahead of time to fight infection. Don't wait till you get sick. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself and you won't get sick. Now there are three nutrients that are highly beneficial for getting a better immune response. And one is red ginseng. Red ginseng boosts the immune response. Researchers compared the immune response to COVID vaccination in people who were treated with red ginseng versus people who were not treated with red ginseng. Each subject or the participant received an initial vaccination plus two boosters over a six-month period. The red ginseng group also received three grams of red ginseng daily throughout the study. The immune response was up 13% higher in the red ginseng group. The effects were highest in people over the age of 50. Older adults typically have a weaker immune response So the addition of red ginseng might be helpful for people in that age group who choose to be vaccinated. Zinc and selenium, two of the most powerful minerals for a strong immune system. Deficiency in zinc and selenium increases susceptibility to colds and flu and infection upper respiratory tract infection versus those who have sufficient levels of these two minerals. Thousands of studies have shown that people with high blood sugar levels and with high blood levels of zinc and selenium 
could avoid or reduce the risk of infections of all kinds. So what are we saying? Prevention. You may not have an infection now. But if you're getting all the vitamins and minerals in the quantity that's required to maintain a healthy body and a healthy metabolic function, and all this is based on thousands of studies which have shown that people with high blood levels of zinc and selenium could avoid or reduce the risk of infection of all kinds. Now remember when we had COVID-19, the pandemic, 2019, 2021, how many people died from infection? There were a lot of deaths in that period of time, all based on upper upper respiratory tract infection, inflammation. Zinc and selenium are two very powerful minerals to build the immune system. Now, there have been many studies on COVID. And these studies also indicate that people with low levels of zinc who were placed on a ventilator had a higher risk of dying due to a lack of zinc. Doctors don't know that. Drug companies don't care about that. Just think about that. Then many people were put on a ventilator. But if they had a low level of zinc, they had a higher increased rate of dying. We can't live without vitamins and minerals. There are many natural plants, like elderberry, like andrographis, that are viral and viral fighters. They're antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. But it's only because we have access to such plant life to assist our immune system. But man has lived for millions of years on just vitamins and minerals. Oh, there may be some deficiencies in some cases, but we can't live healthy and effectively without all the vitamins and minerals that we know that are required to have a healthy body. So nine published studies have linked low selenium levels with worse symptoms during the COVID infection. I had a very interesting conversation in a very, very interesting place. I was giving a lecture in a state in the United States. And I talked about zinc and selenium reducing, reducing infection and preventing the, the occurrence of infection. And in a break, I went into the restroom and a gentleman came next to me 
And he said, I'm very happy to hear what you've said about zinc and selenium. He said, I also deal with cows. And as soon as we find that the cow has an infection, we know that they're low on selenium. It's just not man or humans, but it's actually all of our loved ones, all of our fur babies, all those animals that either represent our living, our livelihood, or our pets. They all need these nutrients to prevent infection. So zinc and selenium, along with maybe something like propolis and agraphis or elderberry. These are all antiviral plants. But don't use these plants without also including the vitamins and minerals that are required for a healthy immune system. And that is four vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin D, like in dog, and zinc and selenium. That will maintain a healthy immune system. And then use propolis. I love propolis because it's so safe. No side effects known today. Even babies can use propolis. It's a very healthy immune enhancement. So with that, my friends, we're running out of time. And you know I'll be back here next week. Same time, same station. I'll always be here to bring you more information. And I hope you're here to enjoy. It's a great partnership. I love to share information with you to learn that you have control of your health. You just may not know it. You may not know what to do, but I hope we shed some light on what you can do and how easy you can make strides against infection and all other diseases like blood sugar levels. All these conditions are optional. They're based on our choices. So with that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.